show is sponsored by HiveMind CRM. It is more than just a CRM. It is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one CRM. You can have unlimited websites and users. You can call, text, RVM, and email all-in-one user interface. And you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses. 65% of companies start using a CRM system within the first five years of business. Once implemented, the HiveMind will save you on marketing, give you more time, and make more money. One of our users had his first $100,000 month using our system in June. We want to see you automate and accelerate your business. Text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings and of course to get our $1 course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal. You can schedule your free demo today at HiveMindCRM.io. I am Daniel Martinez. Um, our guest today is uh, is a f- close family member of mine. This is my older brother, but if anybody doesn't know, he's my older brother. Um, he's a couple of years, I want to seven, seven years older than me, eight years older than me. I don't even know. We appreciate y'all coming out today. Uh, my brother's been an entrepreneur for just, he started like a year before I did. Um, so he's been an entrepreneur for about four years, I believe, but I'll probably go into detail. But uh, my brother actually served in the military as well for the Marines for five years. So uh, we're gonna have him do a brief intro about what he does, what he did in the past, his military experience. And uh, I appreciate you all coming out to hear, hear my brother speak. So uh, for all ado, this is uh, my brother, Elias Martinez. Hi, my name is Elias Martinez. Uh, my brother said he's, I'm his close brother, but he doesn't even know how old, you know, how separated we are, um, six years. So he's my little brother and I know the exact amount, but he forgot, he must've forgot, it's too much information going in his head <laughs> uh, but now i I, uh, I was in the marine corps as he said for five years and i got out and i've been doing you know in and out jobs uh, i could talk more about um any details if anybody has any questions but um ever since i got out i've been doing um specific jobs working with the military so i kind of continue that um role and uh, a couple years ago i guess four years ago now i decided to start my own business it was something i didn't actually want to do um, it just kind of came out of necessity because one of the big reasons why I started um, this another business that started a nonprofit um, was a lot of times people that get out of the military get screwed compensation wise. And, you know, a lot of military veterans getting out of the military don't know um, what they're worth or what they could be making. And so I started my own business. Um, I currently have a data analytics business uh, called Accelerated Analytics. And I have a couple employees now, still pretty small. But um, it's really cool to be able to help out other veterans and, you know, being able to do things that I enjoy and it's kind of helping me take control of my career destiny, so to speak. So it's been a, an amazing challenge for me, but I also enjoy, uh, like I said, helping other, other Marines or other uh, military service members because they've given um, their time to our country. And, you know, like I said, you know, I didn't want to keep going down the career path, you know, just kind of working for other employers and not being taken care of. So now I have the opportunity to take care of people like I was not taken care of. So I'll leave it at that. So uh, you, you, it's been like five years, right? Since you started entrepreneurship? Four years. So I started September. Yeah, September, 2017. So that's when I started my first company. So you're, you're about five because you started a year before I did. 
and it was, was kind of uh, when he started entrepreneurship and I was going down the same path, we started like, we started like crossing paths right when we first started. And it was kind of interesting because like everything I wanted to do, he already had done like, hey, hey bro, how do you do this? And I remember it was, it was a cool experience and it was like a, a reconnecting me and my brother had uh, when we did have entrepreneurship. But um, can you tell us a little bit about your military experience, what you did and what you didn't do? And uh, how, how was that? And just when you start, when you, when you went into the military and how that like changed you as a, as a person? Yeah, sure. So I joined the military in 2004, right after high school. Um, I mean, like literally two, three months after I got out of high school. Um, and I, um, my job in the Marine Corps was an Intel analyst. So um, I was working with large quantities of data, um, trying to find, you know, what was happening and, you know, present that information for somebody to make a decision. Um, so we're pulling a lot of information and turning it into intelligence. And, you know, I deployed to, I was, I was stationed in Okinawa for four years, minus an Iraq deployment. I went to Iraq in 2006 um, and I was there for seven months. And then, you know, that's where I got a lot of my experience with um, what I do today with data analytics and, and databases and different things like that um, was when I went to Iraq. And shortly after that, um, you know, our unit actually deployed to Afghanistan. I didn't go with them because I, like I was getting out of the Marine Corps and I decided to kind of just continue my career um, outside the Marine Corps. But um, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without the Marine Corps. The things that I did um, and my experiences that I gained were very um, useful skills that I gained in order to, to do what I do today. And, you know, I'm still helping the Marines right now um, in my current role. So it's really cool to be able to take what I learned and got out of the Marine Corps and just continue to give back. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I think, I think one of the coolest things that, uh, that, that I didn't even know you had when you joined the military was the schooling and you milked that uh, can you tell us a little about how, how many degrees you have and how long you went, how long you've been doing school and entrepreneurship and doing all that? Because I know some people here that are are still in school and doing entrepreneurship as well. Yeah, so that was definitely not easy. Um, I will admit, you know, when I was in the Marine Corps, you know, I enjoyed my time in the military. I was overseas, you know, in Japan, and you know, you you go out and party and have fun, and you know, it's 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 a it's a fun, you know, it's like college almost, I guess. I never went to college in that kind of environment, but I would probably say it's maybe a close comparison, but the, um, the, I, I had an opportunity to do college in the military. And, and I, when I run into Marines now, I tell them, Hey, try to do college um, while you're in the military and take advantage of it um, because you definitely have the free time to do it. Uh, but I kind of put it off, put it off, put it off for eight years after I got out of the military and um, or since I got my first, um, I took one class in the Marine Corps and then I put it off for eight years and I didn't do anything. And it took uh, basically me almost getting laid off uh, due to contract funding, getting delayed to kind of wake up and realize that, you know, I wasn't able to market myself without a degree, even though I had, you know, plenty of experience in the Marine Corps and even outside of the Marine Corps. Um, in 2012, I almost basically, you know, got laid off and it was a wake up call for me to. Um, basically further my education, get my bachelor's degree. Um, so I got my bachelor's degree in computer and information science. It took me three years because uh, I already had a year's worth of training and experience in the Marine Corps that gave me credits towards the degree. Um, so that actually kind of boosted me a little bit. And so I just knocked it out in three years. And then after that, I still had, I used my, um, my VA, my veteran affairs benefits um, to get my bachelor's. And I still had uh, about a year's worth left of uh, you get about four years worth of benefits. So I had about a year's worth left of 
benefits. So I decided to just jump right in and do my master's um, because I didn't want to give myself a delay. Um, I wanted to jump right in it since I already been doing it for three years straight. Um, and as Daniel mentioned, I was working a full-time job. Uh, so it's definitely very challenging. I was doing two classes at a time, uh, 10 classes per semester. So I was basically a full-time student and a full-time employee. Um, so a lot of long nights, you know, my wife like waking me up when I was sleeping, trying to read something. I was just dozing off in the chair at the desk. Uh, not easy. Uh, but, you know, once once I got the hang of it, you know, time management was important. But um, I got in there and did my master's degree, knocked it out. I have a master's in data science now. So I'm a, officially a data scientist as well. So, you know, I manage, you know, I've been managing this business for four years now. Uh, but I, you know, haven't stopped working a full-time job helping uh, Marines, as I said before. I have um, three other employees that work with me, and then, you know, I, I decided to start this other uh, nonprofit thing, which we'll talk about later. But um, it, it's it's really motivated me, and it's really cool to see people like like my brother kind of taking um, things on head on, you know, and jumping in. You know, you don't know what you're going to get into until you just jump in and do it, and you could continue to make excuses all day long about well, I don't have time to do college. I'm busy. I'm working. I'm doing this. And, you know, you sometimes just got to jump in and do it and stop making excuses. Just go. Uh, I, I think, I think that's one thing um, about me and you is that we're, we're, we're determined. <laughs> we take, yeah. things, we take things head on and a lot of things fall to the side, but we, we, whatever we're doing, we take on headstrong very diligently. <laughs> so, um, Let's, let's kind of go into, uh, t- tell us a little about your nonprofit, why, why it's called, what it's called, and what, what your goal is as your nonprofit and all that stuff. Yeah, so <laughs> looking back at it now, I never would have thought I would have started two businesses. And I didn't even want to start one in the first place, the first one I did. Um, as I said before, I didn't want to deal with the pain of what I thought it was a pain. Um, <laughs> but the um, two years ago, uh, roughly two years ago, I was sitting here thinking about, you know, how I've been able to help my existing employees and, you know, kind of um, bring them in and take care of them the way I wasn't taken care of, as I mentioned before. And um, one of my employees specifically, um, he had just gotten out, gotten out of the Marine Corps as well. And I, I had worked with them previously. Um, so I already had an established relationship. I knew what kind of person he was, the kind of work ethic he had. And um, he ended up getting a job with an, a, a contracting company um, and he wasn't being taken care of. And you know, flat out, he, they were basically screwing him um, and, co- you know, compensation and they were just giving them the bare minimum. And he was commuting two hours a day to work. I mean, it was just completely horrible situation. And, you know, I was lucky enough to bring him into my, 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 uh, my first company that started my analytics company. And, you know, I, it really started to kind of dawn on me, like this happens a lot, right? It happened to me when I got out of the military, I didn't get paid or compensated with uh, what I deserve. So it just kind of, put an idea in my head that, you know, when I got out of the Marine Corps, um, they military wide, they do this. Um, they basically put people through uh, transition assistance programs. And those programs are there to kind of give you an intro or a base foundation, uh, but it's nowhere near what it could be or should be. And what happens is a lot of these veterans get out into the real world. Um, and they, you know, like in my case, I went straight out of high school. I didn't have any other experience besides my military experience. I didn't have a degree. Um, and so you don't know what jobs maybe you can do based on your military experience or what you qualify for. You don't know where those jobs are located and you don't know how much, you know, your, your, uh, your worth or how much you're going to, you should get paid. And so again, it was just, you know, something that just kind of bothered me a little bit. And 
I wanted to be able to do something different, do something that nobody has done before. Yes, there's job websites. Yes, there's websites that can give you salary estimates. Um, yes, there's you know websites that help with people with transition assistance. Um, I'm trying to do something different, right? And so um, I, I mentioned my background is in data analytics. So what if uh, we could build a place, a website that um, people can go to to kind of aggregate data from different places? Um, a, a simple example is you know job websites. Let's say there's five main job websites that that people can go to. Um, we could aggregate data and then it throws it on a, on a map. And so it could show you heat, a heat map showing you where the, the hot jobs are located, you know, compensation. Maybe there's a, a toggle that you could flip on and see, you know, here's the highest paid locations for these type of jobs when you're zooming into specific cities or areas um, in the U.S. or around the world. And so nothing like that really exists. You know, you just go search for a job and you maybe have to relocate and move. Um, and so, you know, we're, I'm trying in my head to think about ways that, I can provide something, a set of services or resources to uh, people that I didn't receive. Um, and, and I mentioned, you know, the, the other aspect is what jobs do I qualify for? So, you know, building a mapping of, you know, this is what I did in the military. This is what, you know, kind of my civilian career options are or possibilities. And then what those compensation options are as well. And then that takes you to the, you know, what am I worth? Um, a lot of times these employers, um, I, for lack of a better word, they just poach on these people getting out of the military. And it's a, uh, an easy way for them to fill a seat, so to speak, meaning put somebody in the seat, even if they're not even qualified, let's, let's pay them the bare minimum and let's just get somebody in there because they're trying to meet contract um, deadlines or different things. And, you know, sometimes those things work out, people pick it up, but sometimes it's not a good fit and it just doesn't work out. So, you know, again, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, start something, this idea that I had, um, to help people to be able to find better opportunities, um, make sure they're compensated, make sure they understand um, how to negotiate, you know, salaries and different things. They have to know what they're worth. You know, you could go into an interview and say, I'm, I'm worth this much, but if you can't argue the data points behind it, a lot of employers are going to be like, well, I can't pay you that much. And they'll just make up some dumb excuse about why they can't. Um, like I said, it happened to me, it happened to this other employee that I mentioned. Um, and so the idea spawned, um, and turn into, you know, like I said, two years ago, turn into this label. Um, I don't know if there's anybody on the military that's uh, watching this or maybe will watch it later. But the one thing that I know is pretty common among veterans is this term called uh, first civ div or first civilian division. And so in the military, you have unit um, echelons and unit names and stuff like that. And so if you were in the military, you were assigned a specific unit. Well, when you get out of the military, there's no unit or unit hierarchy or commanders or anything like that. It's, it's completely, you know, different and you're, you're transitioning to a civilian life. So they call it the first civilian division. So I was like, wouldn't it be cool if I set up a website that call, that's called First Civ Div? And then I looked around trying to find, you know, domains uh, to purchase. Um, and I was like, holy crap, you know, all these org and com and all the common extensions are gone. Um, and I found one that was called rocks. And I was like, you know, how, what, how cool would it be if I bought a domain that's called first Civ div rocks? And it kind of, you know, it's a catchy thing that if I'm, you know, trying to, you know, help somebody understand the resources that I'm showing them and it's going to benefit them um, with their career transition. I, I want something to be a little bit catchy um, to, to kind of grab their attention and say, yeah, maybe I should check this out. That sounds really awesome. 
So I ended up buying that domain um, and I bought another domain that's kind of closely matching to that. Uh, but at that point in time, I hadn't thought about starting a nonprofit. And so it was just an idea at that point. And I just kind of left it there. I bought the domain. I just let, let it sit there. And then again, Daniel, you know, like he was talking about, he and I share ideas from time to time. And uh, maybe about a year ago, he, he called me and he and I talked and um, we were just kind of talking. I threw the idea out and he was, um, he was like, wow, that sounds amazing. That sounds like a really good idea. And then I said, yeah, you know, I've been talking about this, thinking about this for years and I haven't done anything. You know, I've just been, you know, I've been busy, you know, obviously maintaining my current business. And, you know, I don't really have the time to start another, you know, thing down the side. And at the time I was going to do it in my free time. You know, I wasn't, I was just going to do it of my own free will, you know, just kind of my own free time. And uh, Daniel was like, why don't you, why don't you do this as a nonprofit? You're not trying to make a profit off of this. You're trying to help people. Um, you could do this as a nonprofit and then it'll let you, you know, get paid or pay people to help you do this. So it didn't just sit there, you know, and it, you know, there's a, there's a saying that like, if you just wait for something to happen, it won't happen. Um, so just like I was saying earlier, you just got to get in there and do it. So um, uh, back in March, I created the nonprofit with, you know, state of Virginia and the IRS. Um, and then I went through the process of uh, registering that as a legit, you know, lot nonprofit with the IRS and everything. You have to get a letter. Um, took like five months. And I finally got all this stuff set up, um, even with like the PayPal giving fund, a GoFundMe with a nonprofit, um, trying to set everything up legitimately um, the right way. And, you know, I have a couple of friends that I've already offered to help um, work on building this uh, website, but it's more than just a website because you know, I mentioned there's there's a lot of data pieces that have to be brought in. Um, so it's not just going to be a web page with links and, you know, pictures and stuff like that. It's going to be an interactive um, kind of built website that brings in data from a lot of places. Um, we're going to do use uh, data processing and data analytics to kind of uh, build this out. So it's actually, you know, easy to use, but there's going to be a lot of grunt work that kind of goes into this uh, to actually make it useful. So we're going to be connecting different, you know, databases and different pieces of data together. Um, again, nothing like this exists today. And, you know, we just want to be able to build something that um, will be very useful um, for people down the road. And, and I, I, I'm hoping that, you know, this actually does help somebody out. Um, and I, I think it will, you know, like I said, just have to get in there and just start working and doing it. Well, let me backtrack a little bit. Um, you mentioned that the company that hired you when you first got out of the military, what was that, just to kind of put it in perspective, what was that like percentage wage that they, they were taking and as far as taking advantage of what you're actually doing as far as at what your normal job is? So I, I didn't know those numbers when I got hired. Um, and this is again, part of the, the education process for people because they don't understand this. Um, when these employers go out and win contracts, especially with the DOD, um, there is, a large percentage that goes to these employers and they're just taking a cut. Um, so I didn't know what my percentage was um, to answer your question until I started my own business and I realized what was happening. And in most cases, it's a 70%. And if you're lucky, a 60% um, take on the business side, meaning the employee only gets 30 to 40%. Um, so if, if the contract is paying out, you know, a certain amount, the company is taking 70% and, and they're only giving the employee 40%. And in many cases that 40% or 30% does not include the like, great benefits. They give you the bare minimum. Um, and even there's like cost sharing on, you know, health insurance premiums and different things like that, or um, 
profit, uh, profit sharing or the um, retirement contributions. Yeah. And so it, it's, it's, it's kind of sad, you know, because these guys are basically taking way more than half, right, of what they're getting. And they're just putting, you know, a large chunk, usually 10, 15, 20% back in their pocket after all their expenses, because there are expenses, right? So I'm not going to lie, you know, running a business, there are expenses um, to run um, for different things, payroll and HR type stuff. Um, so there are expenses. So there's some things that the employer should and, and needs to take in order to pay taxes and so forth. Um, but to take, you know, 70% of the cut of what the contract pays out, it's just, it's just, it's very disheartening. And th- like I said, you know, um, the, the employee that I hired, he didn't realize that he was getting screwed and he was, you know, working the same area that I'm working, but he was being underpaid by about $40,000 of salary. And if, to put that in perspective, most people's minimum wage is probably, I think minimum wage is like, you know, 35, 40 or something like that. This guy was an Intel, you know, person in the Marine Corps as well. Anybody with an Intel or security clearance background um, typically gets paid more. And he was getting completely screwed, um, working in an area, barely making ends meet, um, put himself in a little bit in debt, you know, because he had to move and got out of the Marine Corps, um, commuting two hours a day. You know, it's like that's that's just it's sad, you know, to be completely honest that this stuff happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I think I think it's one of the weirdest things that you don't you don't even know what's happening till you're either going through it or, you know, somebody going through it. It's like it's like uh, hits you in the face when you see veterans getting almost like taken advantage of in different ways. It's kind of interesting. Um, that doesn't even answer the part about, you know, people not being able to get jobs. Right. So yeah. um, I, the job, my first job out of the Marine Corps, the only reason in my opinion that I got it was because of a connection. Yeah. Um, the guy that, that brought me in, he, he put in a good word for me basically because I had to work with him when I was out in Iraq and I had done some work with them in support of the, the Marines going to Afghanistan before I got out of the Marine Corps. And a lot of times people, you know, don't have a degree like me and you're sitting there applying for jobs. And these, again, these contract positions, they put in these requirements in order for them to get paid more. So if they put in somebody with a bachelor's degree or an associates or something, um, they can get more money out of the contract. And so they will only hire people that help them make money basically. Um, and it's unfortunate because you know, some people basically go jobless, unemployed. Um, and, you know, you have a lot of veterans out there that have a hard time um, finding a job. And, and you know, it, it should be, it, it's, it's again, it's, it's sad, right? When you get out of the military, it should be easy, almost as easy as somebody, you know, that has, you know, high level degree or bachelor's degree um, to get a job, you know, because you have a lot of experience um, in the military. You're put through a lot of pressure. You're put through a lot of um, crazy situations that nobody really probably faces on a regular basis. And to just kind of put these people aside because they don't make you enough money. It's just, it's, it's, I don't know. It's stupid. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just the different, different perspective. That's why I really, I really wanted to invite you here and like shine a light on that just because a lot of people don't know. People don't know what they don't know. And, and, when you introduce the subject, it might show uh, different opinions on different current situations or past situations that they never under really never really understood, or just didn't just didn't just didn't see that picture or portion of what people are talking about when it comes to veterans. Um, I, I see. There's one question in the chat. Um, the question from Kimberly. I've always wondered why there isn't a really strong 
job development program with corporations for vets. Um, so there actually is something new. Um, I can't remember it off the top of my head. It's escaping me. Um, but um, it's, it's actually really cool. This new thing that I heard about a year ago that's got started up. And it's uh, basically a program that allows companies to basically um, go in. They, you could register as a business. So I could go in there and register. And then the Marines, in, in the case of what I've seen in my experience, um, the Marines are able to apply to um, specific companies and it's like an internship, but they don't get paid, but they're getting paid by the Marine Corps. So they're not getting paid by the company that they're working for, but they're getting paid by the Marine Corps. And um, I actually had a friend that I worked with. Um, he was a, a captain, a Marine Corps captain, and he went to go work for Amazon for AWS and he did the internship and they picked them up like right after that, but there's no guarantee. So that's the only downside is that the, the company could offer you a job, but the, they don't have to give you a job after the internship. It's just, you know, through your end of enlistment. And it's uh, something that the Marines have as an optional thing that they can do, but they have to go and do the work. So that is something very new um, that, I, that I've heard and seen. And it's fantastic. I think that's amazing because it gives the Marine the opportunity to, or the military service member, the opportunity to kind of take control of the, the end state of their um, time of service. And as they transition out, they maybe have an opportunity for themselves or gain some experience working with a, another company. Uh, but the one thing I've seen, you know, just to kind of add a different perspective on this, um, and this happened to me, uh, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I had um, basically my last six months, my entire unit deployed to Afghanistan in the middle of that six months. So it wasn't like I was just gonna drop and just leave them hanging. Um, the stuff that I was doing, I was building a, a database uh, for tracking all the reporting uh, for the past three years in Afghanistan. Um, they were going to uh, Helmand, Afghanistan. And I, there, there was no way I could have just dropped what I was doing and just said, you guys are on your own, good luck. You know, I had been there, done that. And a lot of my Marines, I had been training them up. So, you know, they, they were able to do some of the things, but I wanted to make sure they were successful since I wasn't going to be going on them um, on a deployment. So a lot of Marines are put in situations like that to where they can't take advantage of that six months early out opportunity uh, to help them transition. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, or even, you know, some units may be like, well, you can't really do this because we need you to be here, here, here. Um, they may be very demanding uh, of their time as well, or we need you to make sure you do this before you get out, you know, kind of thing. So it's, it's available, but you might have situations that present themselves that, don't allow the service member to use the service or their unit is so demanding that they don't allow them the opportunity. Um, and, and it could happen, but it's definitely a step up from what, you know, what I experienced. Um, the Marines do have this, at least the Marines, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure the other services have it, but um, it's, it's a good option. So um, as far as the military service members, is this more, more just more Marines or is this for every branch? So this application that I'm talking about, it would be for every branch. Um, so when we take this approach, we're going to um, approach this from servicing all members of the military, including the Coast Guard, even though I'm not really, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's, that's a running joke if nobody got that. I'm sure there's military servicemen laughing somewhere. <laughs> there's a, I, I can't remember the name of the, it was a Netflix show that came out like last year or two years ago. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I think in the first episode, they're all sitting around a room. And it's like one member from the Navy, Marine Corps, Air Force, and they all just dog on the Coast Guard. So it's pretty funny. I mean, every dog's on the Coast Guard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so how, how, how can people help you 
it's uh, space it's, force that's what it was space force yes <laughs> sorry go ahead <laughs> okay so how can people help you as far as with your endeavor since you're a new nonprofit? um oh here's the thing what's what's difference what's what's is, can you explain what zero percent nonprofit is yeah so there's different types of nonprofit. um you can you can have um nonprofits where they're they're uh they're basically a, an organization that could raise money and you know pay employees and do different things but they can also still like compensate employees like for example you can reward employees and give them bonuses and stuff like that um and then there's you know you, the zero nonprofit that dana's talking about you have to basically show um when you submit your tax returns and stuff like that as a nonprofit, you have to report um your balances have to balance out some money coming in money going out to pay employees or to, for expenses um and then your ending account balance has to zero out or like balance out to where you're not taking any money like i can't I can't like take part of the money and be like, oh, I'm gonna go buy, you know, X, Y, and Z, and it's not related to the business. Everything's pretty scrutinized. Um, and that was the application process I had to start. Um, once I created my business with the IRS, I had to pay uh, $275 and I got a letter um, that basically um, determines if I'm still under code, which I'm still, I'm new. So I'm technically under code because I haven't submitted a tax return. But let's just say a year down the road, somebody wanted to evaluate if I was still uh, a 0% nonprofit, I'd have to go to the IRS again, pay another $275, wait five to six months, and then get this letter that says that I'm still a legit you know, nonprofit that I'm following all the rules. So it's it's a little more scrutinized is I guess the, the point uh, to the question. Yeah, so if anybody doesn't know about, about nonprofits, a lot of them are, not, not saying all of them are bad, but there's been uh, like news articles and stuff around, and you can probably just search it, of uh, nonprofits taking large compensations for their CEOs and other and other stuff like that, where they're spending huge uh, dollars on marketing dollars, where even like the some some even like Salvation Army, Salvation Army is uh, there's 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 so many there's so many like nonprofits out there that not really use their funds what they're they don't necessarily use all their funds or most of their funds for what they're actually um, taking money in on for. So a zero percent nonprofit literally takes. 100% of their proceeds and puts it to 100% of what the objective is for the nonprofit. So there's no wavering like, oh, are they, is there possibly something going on here? You know, because like I said, a lot of the nonprofits out there, they do have that bad taste in their mouth because they have to show their books and it doesn't always paint the way they want it to. So like I said, there's been politicians and politicians oh, yeah. <laughs> nonprofits and stuff like that. So it's it's just it's just a crazy thing that that people do just to like filter and siphon money into their own pockets. So this is, by being a zero percent nonprofit, you're saying I'm 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 above the fold and I'm gonna put myself under large larger scrutinization just to become this to become a zero percent nonprofit, right? I got a uh, direct message from uh, Eric. I think uh, he probably goes by Rico. Um, and he mentions, and I completely agree, uh, par partially with the first part of it, but he said um, the military prepares you to join the job market, but it doesn't prepare you or give you resources to work for yourself or control your income. Um, so I think it might depend as far as the military preparing you to join the job market, uh, because I, what I remember is they, they, they kind of go through some mock interviews and some sample resume writing, but there's no like level of scrutiny. It's almost like a participation award, like, good job, you made it through. 
Um, and you know, what would be really cool um, to that point would to be to have employers come in and, you know, instead of, you know, somebody that's just giving a mock interview, have an employer be like, you know, grading or scoring you on your interview, not to like intimidate people or scare them, but give uh, critical feedback, you know, on what your resume looks like and what things you can do better or what you can do better during an interview. Um, so it, it's, it, it happens. Um, and then the second piece of that, as far as giving you resources to work for yourself or control your income, that was none of that. So he nailed that right on the head uh, because a lot of times you could go out and you could try to find jobs and people can find you. Um, you can put your resume online and people can find you. But what if you don't want to work for somebody? What if you want to do your own thing and start your own business? Um, there's definitely not a lot of resources out there that kind of walk through that, especially if you wanted to do uh, contracting with the military. Um, what are the steps to do that? So that's another thing that's in the back of my mind that is going to be another resource, a part of this um, website because I specifically have gone through this. I've actually built a checklist and I've shared it with several people. Um, so I'm not afraid to give this out. It's not like proprietary or, um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna charge you a dollar for it or something stupid. Um, and I could share it with whoever is interested in, um, in it right now. But the uh, the checklist that I built is kind of the, the hurdles that I had to go through to start this business, but not just start it, but get it registered in all the right systems and databases and um, insurances and all that crap. Um, and it's, it's, it's not easy, but once you get things kind of set up, it's, it actually, you're like, Oh, that wasn't too bad. Again, just gotta, gotta go forward and do it. Um, and you know, there, there could be other potential things that could be done. For example, people that are in the real estate business or people that start their own like family business. Um, those things I don't have experience with, but you know, that could be something that could be community built. You know, this could be something that even have, other people share their experiences um, and how they kind of went through it and the pains they had to go through. Um, so I feel like this could be more than just, you know, us taking whatever's out there and putting it together, but also getting uh, people to contribute and add to the, the, um, the knowledge base, so to speak, of how to start up a business uh, and, you know, what to use, you know, your military experience for and how it can help you. Yep. So this is, this is the crazy thing. When he told me he wanted to do that, I'm like, this is where the hive mind comes in. So the hive mind, we we feel like we have the software to help all businesses, and it doesn't really matter what they're what they're doing. So, like I told I told my brother, I was like, this is this is where we can align because if they want to go into entrepreneurship, want to start their own business, this is where the hive mind come in. We're providing a lot of resources besides real estate, just in, into the into the system as well. So, I knew we aligned on that part of it, and then even networking with people I know. There's a, a friend of mine that I met through Clubhouse that. He does, uh, he helps veterans leverage their VA loan to actually get into real estate investing. So I'm like, if he's going to, what, no matter what military veteran wants to do when they get out of the military, whether it's find a job, start a business, get into real estate, we want to be able to provide all those resources together as a whole. So I, I think this is one of the biggest, like where we cross paths and I didn't even know where we we're going to cross paths in business. And, uh, I, my brother's helped out with, uh, if everybody's seen the, the map on our landing page and on the hiveislab.com, that's him. So he helped me with the map. So a lot, he's been helping me with like small stuff with uh, data and analytics. I think he's put together a database for me and stuff like that. But yeah, it's fun. It's funny. He's like, Oh, I got a lot of data. I'm like, dude, that's not a lot of data. Just stop playing. Yeah, I don't have a lot of data compared to what he deals with or what he's dealt with in the past. So um, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting where we, we cross paths. And like I said, we both started entrepreneurship journey like four to five years ago between both of us. 
and for us to cross paths in different ways. And like, I didn't see myself falling into software, but now I'm in the software game. And for me, it's, it's really it, with what I do and what the hive mind is, is just helping businesses as a whole. I think it's a, it's a great opportunity for people in the hive mind just to contribute. So one of the things I mentioned to him is that uh, being, being in person, being in person in the local bases. So I told him, like, I, I, gave, I, gave, I, had, I gave him a marketing plan, just like I give everybody a marketing plan if anybody's ever talked to me. We run different types of businesses. Um, I recommended to him that if people are local to local military bases, no matter what branch it is, whenever they do graduations and we'll have to fire, figure out when those are, possibly pass out flyers or just meet veterans as a whole to ma- inform them about resources. Um, it's one of the biggest things and just, just having somebody physically there, like if my brother flew to every single graduation ceremony or every time that they, re- they release, uh, Oh, there's no graduation ceremony. It's oh, just like, get, get out. Yeah. <laughs> like pack your bag. I remember your yeah. bag cause it was in my, it was in the garage for a long time. <laughs> your bag, you military, he came yeah. to the house and dropped it off, sat in the garage for like eight years. <laughs> Yeah, it was the kick, kicked out of the military bag. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's just we, we, we want to be like uh, somebody can provide resources locally. So if you live near a military base, we'd like to connect with you. Just possibly going to the military base and dropping off uh, information and just just networking with, with veterans and telling them there's a resource out there. The other thing is at. So uh, my brother actually with the nonprofit, he, started the, he has a GoFundMe, which I will link. I'll make a post on it in the Facebook group. Uh, Hive Minds here on Facebook group. Um, so tell me a little about wh- what uh, the GoFundMe is for like 50,000, I believe right now. Uh, can you tell me a little about what those resources are going to be used for? I know a lot of it's going to be used for the website. A lot of it might be used for marketing in some fashion. Can you kind of go a little bit into that? Yeah. So uh, I mentioned we're going to have to do some data work. So we're going to have to go and pull all the job descriptions and uh, basically every military job out there. And then we're going to have to go and pull, you know, civilian equivalent jobs and build a database mapping. Um, so if anybody doesn't know, it's just basically connecting, connecting the dots. You know, if I did Intel analysts in the Marine Corps, what does Intel analysts in the, the outside world mean and what can I do? Um, and there may be like a dozen opportunities um, that, I, that I could see and, and dig through. Um, so building all that stuff is going to take some time. Uh, but, you know, we have a couple of data experts that will be able to pull that all together. Um, so that's going to be the majority of the initial grunt work, I think. And then uh, it's going to be connecting to various job websites and then, again, connecting the dots. So if um, my first job out of the Marine Corps was a systems analyst. So if I go in and put an Intel analyst Marine Corps, it spits out system analysts and many other jobs. Then I could be able to drill through specific job locations on a map or um, search for them. And, again, this is me connecting to different job websites um, for those kind of things. So a lot of that's going to take um, resources to kind of connect all these things. So it'd be, you know, like I said, connecting uh, military jobs to civilian jobs and then connecting civilian jobs to job websites. And then also uh, pulling in any salary data. Um, there's a website called Glassdoor. Yeah. Um, and then um, also clearance jobs. That's a pretty decent job at uh, sub salary estimates, but we'll have to figure out how those pieces connect um, and then integrate that into the website. Um, and then we'll also be looking at hosting some of those in, um, um, Azure, the, the Azure cloud. Um, so for example, the databases and, and the visualizations like um, Daniel talked about uh, will be coming from cloud instances. So we'll have to have infrastructure 
um, set up to run and host all this stuff and then connect it to the website. Um, and then obviously we'll be running ads for different things to pull people to the website um, to use it, um, to kind of draw them in. Um, at some point we could probably get into pamphlets or flyers or something. Um, even, you know, people visiting um, various bases to provide um, either, you know, training and resources or whatnot to these groups that are going through um, the transition assistance. Uh, but that's a, that's a lot of like big picture stuff. So we're just gonna try to, like I said, just get in there and just get started and start doing the work. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm really excited to help in, help out on this for a recan. Cause like I said, for us, we really, we really want to help out a lot of just entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs and people who want to start a business. I think, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a undertaking as on its own, but when you have people around you that can assist you in no matter what you need, there's, there's a lot of resources out there or a lot of resources you can reach throughout the network. It's, um, it's a undertaking, but it's rewarding. I would say by far, you know, looking back at it now, you know, I started this business and I mentioned before, I didn't want to do it, but I did it. <laughs> and the, the, the most rewarding thing about it is just the ability to help people. Um, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's a, the, the greatest feeling in the world to see my employees happy, happy with their compensation, their benefits, um, coming into work every day. And they're just, you know, they love being there. You know, they love the environment. And that's the most rewarding thing I can say. And, and you know, I, I work with Marines on a regular basis and I you know travel a lot. I go you know around the Marine Corps all the time and helping them is, is very rewarding. So I, I see this as another opportunity to basically just keep, you know, feeling better, you know, keep feeling good because it, it's, it's awesome helping people. So, you know, it's an undertaking like Daniel said, but there's a lot of rewarding payback, you know, and that feeling you get that you accomplished something, you did this, you supported this, you helped these people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, I, I think that, and like a lot of people don't realize that so you actually help somebody with something like that. And it's like, man, what they're doing this with that information I gave them like, what, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to participate and help where we can. Like I said, this has been uh, where we, we've been crossing paths in our entrepreneurship. So I'm really excited to see what we can come up with and just help, help you get there as far as much as I can. Like I said, I'm, I'm not good at the crazy stuff you are, but everybody, like I always say this every time, all the time is that everybody has their strengths and weaknesses that they've either learned or easy, like people pick up, people pick up certain things quickly and easily and everybody has that skill. So you just gotta leverage that skill no matter what business you're in. So you gotta, everybody has a, everybody has their place in business. You just gotta find the right, right position. So, so let me ask you this. Um, I was just thinking about this right now. Um, can, cause I, I know you're trying to do a lot of data analytics. Can uh, companies like submit their information like they're looking to hire veterans or what positions they're looking to hire? like on, on a small scale, like, cause I, I know we have a couple people that are really good at real estate. Like, Hey, I, anybody want an internship for real estate and real estate investing Would that, would that, would there be a place for something like that? Yeah. So one of the other pieces that I've thought about to this website is that people can kind of put themselves out there yeah. and then either the, either there's people that help connect them with the right place or you know, people talk about using like um, automate, you know, like artificial intelligence or machine learning um, to kind of automate some of these things. And there may be a way to, um, you know, 
go out and like forcibly, you know, get people to contact these people, like, you know, spam them, do something, you know, and I, I, I say that jokingly, but basically, um, the, the, the coolest thing that, that I could envision would be instead of the military veteran digging and, you know, researching and trying to find the right job and the right thing, it would be better if it was the other way around where he had so many off, he or she had so many offers that they didn't know what to do with it. Right. That the people are finding them and they're, you know, able to kind of pick and choose what they want because nothing's better than having, you know, multiple offers and turning some down. Um, Cause you know, you got the best option. Right. And I, I would, that would be like the, the perfect world to see that as the end state of people having so many opportunities thrown at them that they don't know what to do with it. You need to create like a, uh, uh, veteran slash company bumble that way they can match <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know what that looks like to be completely honest but i mean with all the jobs out there and and the opportunities out there it's uh it's it's unfortunate like i said that there's a lot of veterans that, that have a hard time finding jobs or or kind of struggle and you know some of it is on the the person to look but i also do see the other side of it too where employers are like i said trying to make a profit off of things and they overlook people just because they don't have a specific thing um, because they want to fill a seat with the thing that gives them the most money. So it, I'm trying to flip the, flip the script here and get people, you know, looked at with more, uh, more uh, desire than, than what happens today. Well, I mean, I think, I think the, the other side of it is that when you have more people looking to hire uh, less people, it, it creates a, uh, the uh, real estate is buyer sellers market. There's more people looking for that one individual person to fill that seat. So they're fighting and offering better benefits to, to get that person specifically. Yeah. So it creates a, it creates a, a buying opportunity for people looking for those positions. I appreciate y'all coming out. I appreciate my brother being here. Um, if you have any questions, we're going to put them in the Facebook group as information. He is, uh, the website is called uh, first Civ Div, C-I-V-D-I-V. Dot rocks. He's going to put it in the chat. Um, we're going to add them to the resources page as well. Uh, with any links, we'll put them in the Facebook group. Um, so we'll, we'll, his, his information will be under the YouTube video and all that stuff as well. But uh, we, we appreciate, like I said, I appreciate my brother and, and the service he did provide. And it's just, it's just been amazing seeing him uh, grow as an entrepreneur. And it's just, it's just cool having this conversation. Like I said, I appreciate you all being here. To experience that. Um the show is sponsored by The List Guys. Do you need more leads in your local or virtual market? One in 10 small businesses don't invest in any kind of marketing. The List Guys have over 35 plus list types to choose from and you can mix and match any list or criteria. We also use the skip trace list and provide up to seven numbers and email addresses. Every list you purchase will be scrubbed against previous purchases. The list guys are here to save you time. Contact the list guys today at www.1listguys.com. That's www.1listguys.com.